I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time, we want to give a special welcome to you and say thanks for checking us out. And we'd invite you to click on the digital connection card up in the corner or leave a comment in here in the chat. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, scroll to the bottom and just uh, click on the card and let us know who you are and how we can pray for and with you. And if there's a question you might have, we'd certainly like to answer that. We're grateful you've tuned in and we certainly hope it's not your last time. And if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you and say thank you, too, for being here. And please use that digital connection card or leave a comment in the chat to let us know what we may need to know. Again, we're grateful that we can gather together here for our Linden Road online worship experience. It is New Year's Eve, and as we think about the year to come in just a few hours, pray many blessings. Our worship experience this week will be a little bit different. We're going to tap into a virtual experience that's been provided by the Synod of the Covenant, which is located here in the Midwest in our presbytery and our church is a part of that. And just grateful that they've created this for us to share together. So I hope you'll enjoy the many talents and the words that are offered. I hope you'll enjoy this experience. And so let's begin. Hi, I want to welcome you to this service of worship that is given to you by the Synod of the Covenant on behalf of our stated clerk, Fran Lane Lawrence, and our commissioners and our whole staff. We are so grateful to be worshiping with you this morning. This is a service of scriptures and readings. There's a short reflection and there's communion at the end. And so you'll want to um, hit pause perhaps and gather elements for communion, whether you're in your home or in your sanctuary. We pray that this service will bring meaning and joy to so many of the 650 churches and 85,000 Presbyterians who make up the Synod of the Covenant. God bless you on this New Year's Eve. Hello, Synod of the Covenant. My name is Matt Skolnick from Muskingum Valley Presbytery. Let us worship God together as we join for the call to worship. 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. God's compassions never fail, for they are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. God promises to give us a new heart and put a new spirit within us. God puts a new song in our mouths, a song of praise to the Lord. The Spirit says, Behold, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. We can see it. You are making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let us worship God together. by the Jesse Tree at the Overbrook Presbyterian Church in Columbus, Ohio, I bring you our first scripture reading, which comes to us from the book of Exodus in the 23rd chapter, verses 10 through 16 and 20 and 21. Six years you shall sow your land and gather in its yield, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, so that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the wild animals may eat. You shall do the same with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, so that your ox and your donkey may have relief, and your home-born slave and the resident alien may be refreshed. Be attentive to all that I have said to you. Do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. Three times in the year you shall hold a festival for me. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread as I commanded you. You shall eat unleavened bread for seven days at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in it you came out of Egypt. No one shall appear before me empty-handed. You shall observe the festival of the harvest, of the first fruits of your labor, of what you sow in the field. You shall observe the festival of ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in from the field the fruit of your labor. I am going to send an angel in front of you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Be attentive to him and listen to his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Let us pray. 
O God, our creator, you have divided our life into days and seasons and called us to acknowledge your providence year after year. Accept your people who come to offer their praises and in your mercy receive their prayers. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The words of Kohelet, from the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. Listen now for a word from the Lord. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to be happy and to enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe of him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. In your wisdom, O Lord our God, you have made all things and allotted to each of us the days of our life. Grant that we may live in your presence, be guided by your Holy Spirit, and offer all our works to your honor and glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through chapter 6, verses 2. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Look, new things have come into being. All this is from God, who reconciled us to God through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is in Christ. God was reconciling the world to God's self, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making God's appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of, behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made the one who knew no sin to be sin, so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. As we work with Christ, we entreat you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For Christ says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on a day of salvation, I have helped you. Look, now is the acceptable time. Look, now is the day of salvation. Let us pray. Most gracious and merciful God, you have reconciled us to yourself through Christ Jesus, your son, and called us to reconcile new life in him. Grant that we, who begin this new year in his name, may complete it to his honor and glory, who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Our fourth reading is from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. And you, who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which has been preached to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the firstborn over all creation and head of the church. 
remind us that we are no longer alienated from God because of the depth of your love for us on the cross. May we live to your honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Crying and mourning and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And he also said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And in the spirit he carried me away to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God and a radiance like a very rare jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It has a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates are inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the Israelites. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city has twelve foundations. And on them are the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, through your well-beloved Son, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, you have willed to make all things new. Grant that we may be renewed by your Holy Spirit and may come at last to that heavenly country where your people hunger and thirst no more, and the tears are wiped away from every eye. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, it's New Year's Eve, so of course we are all thinking about New Year's resolutions. Or are we? If we were all together in one sanctuary, I'd ask you to put your hand up if you've got a New Year's resolution made for 2024 already. According to a YouGov survey back in 2022, about 37% of us, about a little bit more than one-third of us, made plans for a New Year's resolution for 2020. Three. And of those, 90% of 
of the people in that survey said they were convinced that they were going to keep that New Year's resolution for the whole year, which seems crazy to me. I, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up among your families or in your sanctuary, but if I did, I feel quite sure that fewer than 90% of us would say at the end of 23 that we have kept all of our New Year's resolutions. I found a survey from Forbes Health, which talked about the most intriguing or the most popular New Year's resolutions. And they said the first one, the most popular one, 48% of people said that their New Year's resolution had something to do with fitness. 38% said improved finances. 36% said better mental health. 34% said weight loss. And of course, the ever popular drink, less alcohol, came in at 3%. I think New Year's resolutions are really helpful. And in fact, I can remember preaching a sermon near New Year's Eve before saying, you know, why don't we make New Year's resolutions that have something to do with our faith? Maybe we will pray every day, or maybe we'll read the scriptures every day during the next year, or maybe we will think about how can we love our neighbors more, reach out to our communities more. Maybe we'll even be gutsy and say, we're going to talk about our faith, talk about our love for Jesus more. I don't think many of us make that resolution. We are Presbyterians. But here's the thing, even though I think that particular resolution would be pretty helpful for us, Today, I want to focus on that passage from Revelation 21 that Terry Kukuk just read. And the thing is, in that passage from Revelation 21, we see a lot of really popular and impactful verses, but none of them are really New Year's resolutions. After all, these popular verses do not say, these well-known, impactful verses do not say, next year, you need to make a new heaven and a new earth. Next year, you need to wipe every tear from every eye. Next year, you are going to make everything new. Next year, you are going to be the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. (laughs) That's not what these verses say. These verses are a celebration of what God is doing that is new, not what we have to do, but what God is doing that's new. God says, I am making a new heaven and a new earth. God will wipe every tear from people's eyes. God is going to make everything new. And Jesus is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. These aren't New Year's resolutions for us. These are celebrations of what God is doing new in the world in Jesus Christ. We are often a lot better at thinking about things that we ought to do than we are at opening our eyes and seeing what God is doing among us, how God in Jesus Christ is making all things new, how Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega. So maybe if we're going to make a New Year's resolution this year, maybe instead of thinking about how we have responsibility for so many things, maybe we should just make a resolution to open our eyes and see what God is doing in Jesus Christ, how God already is making all things new. That's one reason why I chose our closing hymn today, People Look East. The refrain says, 
People look east and sing today, love the Lord is on the way. Love the Lord is on the way. I've been trying to keep my eyes open to what God is doing among us. And I had a real glimpse of that this summer when I was visiting a former church where I served in Atlanta. I got to see my young friend, Paul, there. Paul has Down syndrome. He is what they would call nonverbal, although he is able to get his point across, although he has very few words that he might say, and even those are difficult to understand. It doesn't mean that Paul can't communicate, and one of the ways that Paul likes to reach out to people is through a fist bump. He loves to connect with people through sticking out his fist, giving a fist bump. And in fact, we were together at an expo, his family and I, and there were loads of people for Paul to fist bump with. But the thing is, Paul kind of grunts, and he would just kind of stick his fist out quickly towards people, and it kind of broke my heart because although there were so many people there, very few of them gave Paul a fist bump back or even a smile. They really didn't know what to make of Paul. And the next morning I was at church and I wasn't sitting with Paul and his family and we were having communion. I was sitting kind of towards the back. Paul was sitting on the aisle up front. And as people were going forward for communion, I probably should have had my head bowed and be praying to myself. But instead, I was watching people go forward. And it was so amazing to see as people went forward, they would pass Paul in his pew. And there was Paul with his sticking his fist out with his grunts. And virtually every single person fist bumped him back. Virtually every single person recognized that Paul was part of God's kingdom. And with every fist bump, I realized that God was making all things new. And with every fist bump, I could see that Paul is part of God's new creation. With every fist bump, I saw that Jesus, who was meeting everyone at the table at communion, was the same Jesus who said, I am the Alpha and the Omega millennia ago in our scripture. And with every fist bump, I heard Jesus say, I am the beginning and the end. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Can't you see it? May we open our eyes to God's work in the world through Jesus Christ in 2024. Amen. The one to whom we turn our lives over has invited us to this table. So whoever you are and however you feel, for whatever reasons you are here, 
come to this feast. Whatever your condition, whatever your brokenness and hurts you bear, know that it is our host who is the one who teaches, who heals, and who welcomes. Our Savior invites all those who trust in him to share this feast which he has prepared. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took the bread and he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to them, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Friends, the Lord be with you. And also with you. We lift up our hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In ancient days, you created us in your image, inviting us to live as your people upon this earth. When we fell short and acted out of fear and doubt, you held our hand you walked with us out of the garden and to every corner of the earth. You continue to extend the hand of your steadfast love, faithful with us always, even when we turn away. In the words of the prophets, you challenged us to live in love and righteousness. But as we shrunk from the challenge, you sent your Son, Christ Jesus, as love for a love-starved world. From the earliest days of creation to the most recent of days, you offer to be faithful to us. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of our God. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus, you invite us to your table, freely, without condition. We cannot earn a seat at your table, and yet here we are. We come together as individuals, but have now formed a community of believers, just as the grapes and the grain of wheat are transformed. We also are transformed by your grace and your love. Christ, you have brought us together into your extraordinary presence. We have no words with which to explain or to fully understand. And yet we are here with an open heart and open hands. And we work together to make this world new. We ask that you continue to transform us. A new year is upon us, a year full of your promise and possibilities. Help us to see ourselves in new light and fill us with a desire for change. You taught us that God's creation is full of abundance to be shared with everyone. Encourage us to share your love and your gifts with those around us. In this act of sharing a common meal, we ask the Holy Spirit to come to us at this table, Lord, we are able to see, to smell, to touch, and taste the gifts 
that you, our God, freely offers to us. And yet this table is filled with not only God's gifts to us, but also with our dedications to God for the new year. So fill us now, O Holy Spirit, with the promise of new possibilities and open our hearts to the newness of your creation here on earth. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We give thanks to you, O Lord our God, that the Lord Jesus, on the night before he died, he took bread, and after giving thanks to you, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after dinner, in the same way, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant, sealed in my love, shed for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink, do this in remembrance of me. And friends, we ask you now to together to partake in the bread and the cup of communion. Friends, let us pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for making this no ordinary meal. It has been one in which we have been fed and nourished with your peace. May we go from here refreshed and eager to be blessings to others in this world. And this we pray in your name. Our, Our Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and, and the, the glory, glory forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, with all those whom you love, and with all those who feel no love throughout 2024, now and forever. Amen. Again, we want to say Happy New Year, and thanks for tuning in, and Pray that your celebration tonight and the week ahead is blessed. And as we say each week, be reminded that you've been blessed to be a blessing. Go forth and serve Christ in his name. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.